Welcome, and thank you for listening to Sandy Creek Stirrings. I'm your host, Joshua Jimenez. And if you're going to win souls, you've got to love souls. In spite of their meanness, in spite of the way they look, in spite of everything, you've got to seek to bring souls to Jesus Christ because you love them, because Jesus loved them, and because Jesus died for them, and you're trying to bring them to the Son of God. The Bible says in Psalm 84, 11, my last verse, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I based my whole life on that, that it pays to serve God, and I believe that with all my heart. God has given us a guidebook. God has given us a directional map. And that guidebook, that map, is the precious Word of God. Listen, don't just go and sit in the pew. Find some way to serve and serve as a family. Be a part of everything at church. And when you learn to love what God loves, um, your children will learn to love it as well. Homes are not that spiritually strong. We're getting overtaken by the world quickly, but unfortunately, we're pumping all the sewage in. You know, we're letting the world in when that ought to be a haven. Well, here we are, part number three of Teaching Your Children Faith. And again, I'm joined by my pastor and father, Pastor Patrick Jimenez. And thank you for being on today here on the podcast. Glad to be here for part number three. Part number three. I don't know how long this series is going to go, but hopefully you've been enjoying it. I know I have. These are things that I need to learn as a father of four, of course, three born, one unborn so far, and uh, but excited, and uh, four children, and uh, wow. How many are you going to have total? Four. (laughs) And uh, four children uh, before the age of 26. I think four is a nice round number. (laughs) You trying to populate uh, the earth on your own? No, no. (laughs) You know, people ask me that. You know, the thing is, when you have a child, especially Tabitha and I being young, I I was 20 and she was 18 when we had our first child and um, married you know, obviously. <laughs> and I need to clarify that in today's world. We were married and I had been married and uh, for a while and I had the first baby and um, then the second baby. By the third one, I don't know what it is, but people come up to you and they think it's funny to say, you know how that happens, right? It's like, <laughs> you know, of course I know how it happens. And, you know, but anyway, um, so yeah, exciting. The four are on the way. And so I need to learn how to teach my children faith. And so I've been enjoying this series. I hope you have been as well. And um, it's been some very practical things you can put into use every single day. And it applies to everybody. It applies to grandparents, it applies to parents, it applies to church members in general, Sunday school teachers, youth directors, whatever it may be, because every single person plays a part in this. You may be, who knows, let's just pull out an example. You may be a widower, or a widow who lives in a neighborhood and you maybe you didn't have any kids and you say, I really have no connection to kids. There are some kids in your neighborhood who have you made a gallon of lemonade and sat out on the porch and they came and sat with you and had some lemonade. You could teach them some things about faith, just sitting there drinking a glass of lemonade with them as much as, you know, some other people in church service and things of that sort. And so I think you can have an influence on these kids no matter who you are or where you are. Oh, absolutely. And it's that way, you know, even if you were to, um, you know, have a kid in the neighborhood who's just, you know, playing in the street and he's got a football, go throw the football with him. Right. 
and make an opportunity, you know, to to present faith to them. Exactly. Yeah. And the first part of faith you present to any neighborhood kid or any child is the faith they need to have in Jesus Christ towards the gospel and the faith unto salvation is what the Bible calls it. They need that faith before they need any other kind of faith. Absolutely. And uh, so very important to teach them those things. So we are here today on part number three. And um, the first couple points, I think we've done the first four points so far. What was the first point? Okay, well, I can give those real easy. We, um, uh, Of course, this is part number three or episode three on this right. section thing here we're doing. But the keys to teaching your children faith started with teach and live out the Scriptures. Yeah. You've got to teach them the Word of God, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I think the key phrase is live out. Live out. You can teach yeah. all you want, but if you don't live it, it will never make a difference, in my opinion. Exactly. Number two, don't expect others to spiritually raise your children. Okay? The church is not... Okay. Yeah. Suppose now we will help you to raise your child spiritually, but ultimately, if you're failing to do that, you're going to produce what you are. Exactly. Number three, place them under the right influences. Mm. And with that, we talked about the parent is supposed to be the number one influence. Right. Number two, the preaching. You got to take them, get them under the preaching influence, and that means paying attention to preaching. We talked about how to do that. Uh, how to get your child to pay attention in preaching. Yes, and then, by the way, let me encourage you, go back. If you have a child who is not listening during the services, maybe they're distracted easily or whatever the case may be, you say, I'm just having trouble getting them to listen during church. Go back and listen to the very last like five minutes of part one and then the first, I don't know, 15 minutes of part two. And all of that was disgusting. I'm discussing super practical ways on how to get your children to pay attention during the services. You need Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, and can I just add something onto that? Oh, boy. Yeah. Let me just add something on that because it's something I did not deal with. Um, but if your child is disobeying in the service, you don't have to sit there and let them do that. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Don't ever be afraid to take that child out of the service. People are going to say, well, I'd be so embarrassed to take my child out. Well, you know what? It's more embarrassing to sit there exactly and show that you're failing at parenting. Right. Everybody's going to root for you if their child is being disobedient services and causing disruption and problems. Yeah. Take them out, take them to the car, deal with some discipline, and then bring them back in. And the people will clap for you. Well, They'll be excited. Let's not go that far. <laughs> and uh, the people, uh, it'll be great. You know, it, it's true. the The embarrassment is not the child. He, he or she is a child. Yeah. People get it. The embarrassing thing is when the parent does nothing about it. My, We were sitting, interrupting you again, we were sitting at McDonald's this past Sunday, and my little family, we had fam- we had ate lunch at McDonald's, and da, Liberty da, da, loves. Da, da. Oh, boy. And uh, But I we were sitting there. I know you did. And uh, we were sitting there. Little kid, six years old, seven maybe, runs up to the um, drink fountain, and uh, runs over there, gets some ice in his cup, and overfills the drink. Right. And his his parent, who was not watching him, comes along and just reams this little boy out, just yells at him. I mean, raising the voice at the kid in the McDonald's and just, you know, la da 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 and then looked at the little kid and said, You are an embarrassment. And I looked at my wife and said, The embarrassing thing is not him being a kid. He's being a kid. He's going to spill yeah. drinks and do that thing. The embarrassing thing is the way the parent reacted. The parent should be embarrassed of themselves, not embarrassed of the child who was just being a child. Yeah. Now, you know, do you want your kid running over there to the drink fountain by themselves and felt no. 
But you teach your kid the embarrassing thing. So the reality is, is just what you were saying. The embarrassing part is not the kid acting up in the service. Kids are going to do that. Yeah. My kids are going to do that. And But the embarrassing thing to you as a parent should be whether or not you handle it the way you should. Oh, that's good. Boy, that was a great little little insert, wasn't it? And, you know, take that child out. Deal with it. You know, take them back to a bathroom. You know, take them back to the car. Deal with the issue. Right. Discipline. Bring them back in the service. Because if you just take them out of the service and never bring them back in, they're going to learn, oh, I can I can get out of preaching if I yeah. act up. No, discipline them, bring them back in and make them do the right thing. And sometimes, okay, and I'm speaking from experience with my firstborn son named Joshua, sometimes you've got to leave the service. Yeah. Nah, there's only one named Joshua. Um, sometimes you have to take them out three, four, five times yeah. in a service. And um, Now, one know. of the things you mentioned, let's go ahead and double check this right here real quick. One of the things you mentioned was have your kids sit in the front. Yeah. Now, how do you manage that? Because you don't want to walk in and out and walk all the way back up to the front. So while you're training your kids, what do you recommend? Do you recommend you sit in the back until your kid has proven they're able to sit reliably, or what do you do? One of the things, that's a great little little uh, question there. Um, what I did for you when I first brought you into the service. I don't know why I'm the example. I was great. But anyway. <laughs> what I did for you when I first brought you into the service um, and you had your very first time sitting in the service, you because you know you obviously outgrown the nursery. Sure. Um, we brought you in the service, and I sat you on the back row on the end. I remember the chairs in this particular uh, you know service were 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 chairs that you could kind of like move. Right. And so I scooted your chair out to where you could see the preacher, and I had you sit there, and but it was back by the back 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 door. And then as I taught you to pay attention to the preaching and not cause disruptions, then I moved you up front. Yeah, And so we started off in the back. Now, there are some children who are able to sit on the front row right away because they've been taught to sit still with you. You are our first child. Uh, we were learning, practicing on you. Yeah. So it took a little bit. but um, So it know. wasn't me. It was the parents, to be clear. It, well. And, <laughs> <laughs> nice anyway, try. Okay. So go ahead. What, okay. So all that to say, go back and listen to that on uh, how to make your children pay attention during the services. Absolutely. What was uh, part number? I guess that was point number three that was, was next. That was three. Okay. Next one, teach Four. them to have good spiritual habits. Good. And then on that one, we began to talk about how or what, what habits to teach your children. And that was great. This past episode, we talked about some habits. Um, you talked about some very specific habits that you should train your children to do. One is having a good attitude when they respond. The second, you know, overall, they're responding. It's teaching them the response to God. And then number two... Um, we didn't do that one yet. We're we haven't on done one. that one yet? No, we're on okay. that one. Some okay. very practical things. So yeah. go ahead and take it over again. If you have any questions for uh, Pastor Patrick Jimenez about this topic, you can always send those in. Uh, you can email me, Joshua, at sandycreekstorings.com. All right, go ahead. Okay, so we ended the last episode with talking about uh, training your children to have good habits, because truth is, is with a sinful heart, which we are all sinners, um, it, we are more prone to developing bad habits. And so you've got to train your children to have good habits, teach them to have good habits. And we talked about, number one was teaching them to have a good, right response, okay? And that's so important. If your child is rolling their eyes, um, you know, mumbling under their breath, uh, you know, just having a bad attitude, even though they're getting, they're doing what you're told them to do, if they don't have the right response, you're failing as a parent. Because ultimately, that bad response shows there's a problem of the heart, Exactly right. Okay, so they're wearing their heart on the outside, and until the heart gets corrected, 
um, they're, it, they're just going to continue to struggle. So yeah. how do you do that? How do you teach your child to respond right? Bring them back. You know, if they're rolling their eyes, say, okay, hang on a second. Come on back. You know, go take out the trash. They roll their eyes. They pitch a fit, mumble. Say, okay, hang on a second. Come on back. They said, you know, I appreciate the fact that you're going to go do it, but the response wasn't right. Hey, what's going on? Why are you responding that way? Take time to talk with them. Find the issue of the heart. Okay, maybe there's an issue that they they're you know uh, going on. I'm not going to get into detail on that one, but yeah. you get the idea. Right. So number two, um, if you're going to teach good habits, you need to teach a, the habit of obeying the first time, mm. and it's so important that they obey the first time. Right. Because um, remember, you, the whole object of this is teaching your child faith. So Josh, may I ask you a question? How does that come into play by teaching my child the habit of responding the first time that they're told to do something? How is that teaching them faith? Because if God says to do it, they obey the first time? Exactly. You're teaching them to respond to God ultimately. Right. And if they learn that their habit is to obey the first time they're told, then God doesn't have to tell them two, three, four, five times. They're going to obey God the moment that they hear instruction from God. Sure. That's why it's so important. And so I just want to address the issue. And you, you've seen it before. You'll get a parent, you know, and they'll say, uh, okay, now now put that, put away the game. And then the child doesn't do it. Right. Okay. And now you've got to teach. You've got to train them. And so this is where discipline comes in. But it's bad parenting, okay, to say, now I told you to put away that game. Now this time I'm going to count to three. Okay, and so how many times have you heard that? I'm going to count to ton. three. And it doesn't make sense because, okay, here's what you, you're training them to immediately obey, right? You're supposed to be, yes. Yeah, and some, some people think it's almost insignificant. Well, you know, counting doesn't really hurt. Well, just change the type of situation your child is in, and you'll expect a lot more of them. For instance, your two-year-old, your three-year-old who you're training to obey are standing in the middle of a highway. You say, come here. You better hope they obey right now, because if you do your whole count one, two, three, you're going to have a dead child. Yeah. That's why it's so important to train them in immediate obedience. Counting does not work. I heard um, Pastor Mike Wells from out in Mesquite, Texas, and a great, wonderful man of God. Parkside Baptist Church. Yep. He was talking about that subject of teaching your child to obey. What he did with his boys, and I'd encourage you to do this, what he did with his boys is something he never thought about. He said they were they would count, and he was on staff, and that's something him and his wife did. And he said, but the pastor's wife pulled him and his wife aside and said, you know, that's not the best idea. You want to train them to obey right away. So he went home that day. I don't know how old his boys were at this point. Um, it sounds like they were toddlers. But he said, you know, we're going to start obeying right away. He said, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call your name. And he said, and when you when I call your name, you come to me. And so he called the little boy's name, and, and the boy walked over to him. He said, nope, nope. He said, we're doing it again. Took the boy, put him back over in the spot. He said, I'm going to call your name. You come to me. And uh, he called, and the boy walked a little bit faster. He said, nope, that's not right. He did it several times and finally told the little boy. He said, you know what? He said, I want you to run to me like your life depended on it. And he said the next time he did it, the boy ran to him. He said, that's how you need to obey every single time. Because you never know how dire of a situation yeah, they're going to be yeah. in. You, they need, for their safety, they need immediate obedience. Oh, absolutely. And don't ever forget how you're, you're training the habits of how they're going to respond ultimately to God. Exactly. And so this idea of, I'm going to count to three, what you're really, what's really happening is you're not training the child. They're training you. Yeah. They're training you and saying, okay, I'm going to respond when I want to. 
If I want to respond on one, I'll do it. If I want to respond on two, and you're going to be patient and wait on me. And the idea is that shouldn't happen. Right. That's really lazy parenting when you think about it. Because ultimately, the parent will get to three, and then they just lose their temper and blow their top. Yeah. And that's not good. You should never lose your temper and blow your top as a parent. Um, That is not good at all. And so teach them to respond the first time you say something. Don't ever get into that trap of one, two, three, or delaying or telling them a second or third time. Because ultimately, um, that second or third time, you know, what if you're out in the woods and, and, you know, I love to hunt to take my boys with me. And what if, you know, I'm telling them, hey, come back here, come, come here. And they don't obey. They're not taught to respond immediately. What if they're standing next to a rattlesnake? Yeah. You know, what if they're walking right into a hornet's nest? And so the idea is they've got a lion, okay? As Christians, as as, as the people of God, there's a lion that's after us. Right. The devil is a roaring lion seeketh, you know, whom he may devour. You know, walked about seeking whom he may devour. And so the idea is this. They need to learn to respond to God yeah. immediately because that old devil... He yeah. doesn't play games. And there's sometimes where the Holy Spirit will just whisper something in your heart. You've been there and yeah. say, don't do that. Don't go there. Well, for their safety, they need to listen the first time they're told and not be like, well, I'll just go in for a few minutes and we'll see if everything's okay. No, no, no. Yeah. The Holy Spirit said, don't do that. Yeah. So the parents don't think about, but let's say you count to three with your child. One, two. So what you're really doing is you're actually training them to disobey on disobey the first time. Right. You're teaching them to disobey the second time. And then you're teaching them delayed obedience. You're teaching right. them it's okay to disobey once, it's it's okay to disobey twice. It's not until mom and dad really get serious that I obey. And truth is, they need to obey the first time they're told. Um, and so that's so important that you teach them that habit, okay? So another habit that you want to teach your children, okay? Because remember, this all falls under that, that point of teaching your children good habits. Um, Teach them the habit to tithe. Mm. Teach them the habit to tithe. And that is so important because, remember, what does it have to do with faith? Okay, ultimately, this whole topic, the topic uh, that we're teaching is teaching your children faith. When you teach them the habit of tithing, you're teaching them to have faith in God. Mm. And you're teaching them a couple great things about teaching your children to tithe is you're teaching them to put God first. That's faith. Right. You got to teach them to put God first. Number two, you're teaching them that money is not that important. Okay. God is more important. There's things in life that are more important than money. And that's what tithing teaches. It ingrains in a child that there's somebody bigger than money. There's something more important than money, and that's God. There's things that are more important. Money does not have to control them. It's teaching them to put down their flesh and to deny themselves some things and put God first. And it's teaching them so many valuable principles to be used in life in itself. But ultimately, you're teaching them faith in God, and that's what tithing does. And it'll never work if your children don't see you tithe. They need to watch you. Get your children involved in watching you tithe. Let them see you write out a check. Let them see you put the money in an envelope. Say, what are you doing, Daddy? Wow, this is our tithe. You know, we want to put God first because we love him. You're teaching him to love God. Sure. And so you teach him to tithe. And so we did that with you with you kids. Uh, whenever um, you guys got birthday money in, you know, when you were small, we would give you a tithing envelope and say, okay, we got we to gotta put the Lord first and we're going to tithe. And we taught you to tithe from a little toddler. And so you'd get your little, if it was a dollar, we would give you 10 dimes. 
Mm-hmm. Now you didn't like that because you didn't, you know, in your mind, you like that dollar is so much bigger than those little coins. Right. Right. So it teach you. So we give you 10 dimes and we'll say, okay, now this is the, this equals a dollar. And then you take, you need to take and tithe that's taking one of those dimes and putting it in the envelope. And so you'd put that in there, you'd lick the back and stick it closed, and then you'd write your name, these big old letters, J. Then your J was always backwards. Mm -hmm. And so J-O-S-H. And then you'd put on there, tithe, 10 cents. And then we'd let you put that in the offering plate. And you were so, it was the biggest thing in the world for you to be able to put something in that offering plate as it went by. And you would just sit there beaming and you'd put that in there. And, um, but you're teaching that child so much more than just giving money. And that's the importance of tithing and teaching your, ch- teaching your children the habit of tithing because it's so much more. Um, so teaching them those things. So hope that makes sense there. And, yeah. and uh, it's just a practical little thing. On top of tithing, we always taught you children uh, to, to give to missions. Um, so you, we taught you tithing, which put the principle of God first, putting faith in God, loving God, realizing that money is not the most important thing in the world. And so that was tithing. But then we taught you to give to missions. Okay, that's a mission. And by the way, if you go to a church that doesn't have a missions program, it's probably not the right place to be. Exactly. Okay. You need. It's not missions. probably. It's not the right place. To be. <laughs> it's not. And uh, I don't know how far you want to go with that. Yeah. Um, but it's not. You need a church that's that uh, that has a missions yeah. program and supports missionaries by name. It's biblical. It's yeah. biblical. And uh, and so and you give to that and you know that a hundred percent of the money that you give to missions goes to the missionaries. Exactly. And so absolutely. So give to missions. And so Josh, maybe you can help me out on this one. Why is it so important? What does it have to do with faith to teach your children to give to missions? Above and beyond their tithe, they're giving money to go towards a missionary. Why is that important? Well, the whole, the whole basis of missions giving is based on faith. Um, you find that principle, I think it's within, is it 1 Corinthians? No, 2 Corinthians, I think. And uh, where Paul says that the Macedonians gave to their power, he yeah. said, yea, beyond their power. And then they gave they in their gave. poverty. Yeah. And they gave in their poverty and in their affliction. And um, that's why churches who have a missions giving program call it Faith Promise Missions Giving. All right, I like to reverse it to talk about it. So if you were to reverse Faith Promise Missions Giving, it's giving to missions based on a promise you made to God by faith. Oh, that's good. So it's giving to missions based on a promise you made to God by faith. So you break it down. What is it? You pray and say, God, I'm willing to give anything you want me to give to missions. Lay it on my heart. And I will give that. And you say, well, I don't have that that money. My wife and I increased our, our commitment to Faith Promise this year. And frankly, um, we had picked a number, and then we just thought, you know, are we truly having faith, or are we just fitting something on our budget? And so the Sunday morning when we filled out the card, we both stood back here in this hallway of the church and said, you know, let's change it. And we upped it some more because we wanted it to be based on faith, not budget. So many people go to their budget and they look and they say, well, I can squeeze out an extra $25 this year. That's not what Faith Promise Missions Giving is. If that was the case, it'd be called Budget Promise Missions Giving because it's based on your budget. It's not based on faith. Faith is saying, God, I'll give you whatever. And let's say you only have $100 left over at the end of the month and God says, I want you to give $150. You say, well, I don't have that. Well, great, because it's not based on your budget. It's based off of faith. That's praying and asking God to bring in the missions money. And actually, we're going to be doing an episode sometime here in the near future about missions giving. We haven't talked about that too much on the podcast. Oh, that'd be good. And um, But learning to give to faith. The whole basis of missions giving, 
just to conclude, the whole basis of missions giving is faith. And so when you teach them to give to missions, you're really teaching them giving by faith, not budget. I'm, I'm a big budget guy, and we did a financial series here on the podcast, and I'm big on budgets. But if you don't teach your children to give by faith, they're missing out on the biggest giving there is. Absolutely. And seeing how God honors that right. faith. Right. That's so important. Yeah. So teach faith. There's also a couple other things to think about when you give to missions that a child learns. They're learning to put others first. Yeah. They're learning. You say, what's missions? You teach them. When we give to missions, that money you give goes towards a missionary, goes to help a missionary to win people to Jesus. They're over there in Africa, they're in Canada, they're in Peru, Argentina, um, some in prison ministries here in the States. And what we do is we get to, not have to, we get to give some money to help win people to Jesus, to help spread the gospel. And what they're doing is they're learning to uh, put not only put others first, but they're also learning the importance of the gospel. And so they're learning that the most important thing is not money. The most important thing is they have an opportunity to use that money for the gospel's sake, yeah. winning other people to Jesus Christ. And that is so important. And a lot of parents miss that. Mm-hmm. You know, how if what do they, some people just think, well, by the time they get 18, then they'll learn on their own to give to missions. No, it you, doesn't you, work. You that train way. them, you teach them. And maybe people will care more about lost souls if they've, from a child, they've been taught to invest in winning people, you know, yeah. with the gospel. So that's where your so treasure important. is there, will your heart be also? Oh, so good, yeah. so good. So those are important things right there, you know, in teaching those, those habits to your children. So teach them the habits of, Responding with the right heart attitude, obeying the first time, uh, tithing, giving to missions, that ought to be a habit, okay? And by the way, uh, it is habit. When you learn to make a habit of tithing, it's the first thing you do. It happens naturally. I get, a, I, get my, I get paid. I get paid once a month. The first check that I write is not my rent or my mortgage. It's not my—I clarify that I don't rent. I have a mortgage. <laughs> it's, and, uh, but it's not, uh, it's not paying the light bill. It's not the first check that I do. It's a habit. I don't even think about it now. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Would no. you stop? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is my tithe. Right. It's my missions. And by the way, we also have a building uh, program uh, commitment. We give to the building uh, fund here at Victory Springs Independent Baptist Church. And so it's something we do by faith as well. We made a commitment by faith to the Lord to do that every month. So those are the first things, right? And let me tell you why we do those without even thinking about it. It's now habit. It's you know it's it's habits. So right. we don't have to sit there and look at our budget and say, where is this going to come from? The first thing we do is we we keep our commitments by faith, and then at the we go through our budget. We pay our next. We pay our mortgage. Then we pay our light bill. We we put aside, and then we we get to the bottom things and we say, okay, there's not enough money for this little thing right here. And it, most times it's a want, not a need. Yeah. And then we get to watch we get to watch God provide for those wants provide for those needs, and it's amazing to watch. Yeah. So the last one for our episode for today okay. is going to be in training your children good habits, is train them to respect and honor those in positions of authority. Mm. Teach them to respect and honor those in positions of authority. You've seen it in our culture today, Yeah. right? The disrespect to authority. There's. I heard that there's this new thing out on... Um, I don't know if it's a TikTok or I'm not familiar with all these new things out there, but it's a it's they're compelled to go slap a teacher in the face. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. 
Nope. But there's now this thing where these kids are being dared to go slap a teacher in the face, a school teacher. How disrespectful. You're laughing over there because you're yeah, thinking. Yeah, because expect to get slapped back. My goodness. I'm telling you what, you know, and I don't blame a teacher if a teacher wants to slug a kid that slaps him in the face, right. you know, but uh, one of the teacher that does that. Uh, and But the idea is there is just this rebellious attitude burning stuff in the streets and the rioting going on, uh, uh, you know, against police officers and disrespect to those. Now, now listen, we know that in every profession there's good and bad. Right. Okay, there's good lawyers, bad lawyers, good preachers, bad preachers, good parents, bad parents. There's everything, good police, bad police. But let me tell you something. The problem we have today is, is there's a lack of respect for authority, and it's ruining our young people. And that's a failure of the parent in the home. Right. So we've got to get back. And you say, why is that? What does that have to do with faith? Because ultimately, how they respond to authority is how they will honor and respond to God. Right. So if I teach them to respect the position that someone holds. Now, sometimes the person in that position doesn't earn the respect. Okay, you've seen that with politicians, presidents, so forth. We honor the presidency, the seat of the president, because it is a, you know, we're to give honor to that position. Right. Sometimes the person, they don't, they, it's hard to respect them because they're just foul. You know, they're 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 wicked. They're 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 ungodly, and um, so. But you teach your children to respect the position that the person holds. Right. And so, with that, how do you do that? So, let me ask you a question. Okay. How do you teach that? How do you teach your children to respect authority? What kind of things do you teach them to do? Teach them to say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Absolutely. Thank you. That's one of the first things that people in public notice about my children, how respectful. And we get that all the time. Mm -hmm. We'll take my kids out, and people will come up to us in a restaurant, and they'll stop by our table and say, I just want to commend you. Now, we're not doing this for praise, okay? I don't do this for praise. I do it because it's the right thing to do. But people will come up to us in the natural course of events, like at a restaurant, they'll come to our table and say, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to commend your kids how respectful and obedient they are. And I really appreciate that. And you know what that does? That opens up an opportunity to say, well, thank you so much. You know, I, and I appreciate that. And, you know, they're good kids. They're real kids. They're, you know, and, and uh, they have their fault stuff. But you know what? Thank you for commending them for that. They do a good job. But ultimately, let me tell you why they respond this way. Mm. You know, we're a Christian family. And let me tell you about the Lord. It opens up an avenue to present the gospel. Right. But so, yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, my kids are trained to do that. Um, You know, the other night we did this, I preached on this, you know, in one of our services um, through this series. And uh, I had Micah stand up, you know, Micah's a nine-year-old, my son. And so I had him stand up. He's sitting on the front row. And um, I I, I called on a man on the second row to stand up, and I, I whispered in Micah's ear. I said, tell him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I so I whispered that in Micah's ear to respond with just the, yeah. And then I had the man ask him a question. I said, ask Micah a yes or no question. And so the man looked at Micah, and I don't remember the question he asked, but it was a yes or no. And Micah looked at him, and he said, yes, sir. And, and everybody laughed, you know, because they knew he was supposed to, like, be disrespectful. Right. But he couldn't do it. <laughs> it was ingrained. It was a habit to respond. So I looked at him and I whispered. I said, no, 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 no. I said, for this time, just say, yeah. Okay, I'm using you as an example. So I had the man ask the question again. And Micah went, yeah. 
And, you know, people were like, whoa, you know, we made a big deal of it, you know. And then I was able to teach the people how to correct that. And I looked at Mike and I said, now, Micah, don't forget. We need to respect, you know, our elders, respect him. You know, this is a grown man. And so I taught him to say, yes, sir. But it was just neat to see that in his habit, his first response was, yes, sir, no, sir, those kind of things. It bothers me. It absolutely bothers me when Mm -hmm. I'm trying to teach my children, yes, sir, no. You know where I'm going with this. Okay, you tell. What what bothers me? When when people try to say, well, I'm not, you know, you don't have to say sir to me. You know, they say whatever. Sir is my dad. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm too young to be a sir. It's like, no, if you're older than me, you're a sir. Yeah, absolutely. And it bothers me when adults try to talk my children out of honoring the authority. Right. Don't listen. If a child says yes or no, don't ever be that that adult that says, "Don't call me sir." Don't go. That was my dad. I'm sorry. That's that's absolutely you know just wrong. Right. Okay. Uh, so you're what you're doing is you're 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 teaching them to disrespect. Right. And to disobey their parents because the parent told them to do that. Sure. Oh, pet peeve. I'll run off yeah. on that one. Um, so yes or no. Teach them to respond respectfully. What's another way? This one drives you nuts. If you'll think about it. Another way. Another way that a young person does not respect and give the respect to authority. Oh, they call people by the first name? Is you that what got you're looking for? Yes. Like they're like, Patrick, how are you doing? It's I like, know no, it. you don't You've call seen this in a youth group where right. they call the youth pastor by his first name. No, he has a position of authority that needs to be honored. You call him, you know, let's say his Joshua Jimenez. Okay, we'll use you. You're mm-hmm. the youth director at our church. Um you know, our young people need to respect your position. You are a position of authority, and you're older. And they don't come to you and say, Josh. They'll call you Brother Josh. Right. Mr. Josh. Um, and so they that adding of that brother, that adding of that mister is a sign of respect. And it's not that you're saying you're better than them or worth more than them. No, but they're being taught to honor the authority in their life. And so it's like their school teacher. You wouldn't expect them to go to school. And, you know, if they've got John, you know, Doe as their teacher, they're going to be like, hey, Johnny, you know. You know. They might be. I don't they know. Might, who knows today, right? It's Mr. Doe. It's, and so the idea there is how do you train up your child? It's work. Right. But you've got to train the good habits. And the good habit is not learned immediately. Right. They've got to overcome the sinful heart that is prone to developing bad habits. Mm-hmm. So basically, you might teach your children, um, say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, when they're young, they, they, they slur the words. Yes, sir. And the next thing you know, I mean, it's not like five minutes later. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's yes, sir. It's work. And you're developing that correction within them to respond correctly, developing those habits. Right. And so it's so important that you teach them these godly habits because ultimately they do define faith because if they're responding to authority with respect, they're going to comprehend that God is their authority and they will respect him. Mm-hmm. And so it translates to translates to faith every single time. That's exactly so. right. Am I done early on this episode? That's great stuff. No, you're actually the overtime, but you're Oops. good. You're good. <laughs> we are overtime in this game. No, that's great. Good stuff. I didn't want to stop you because it was just good and very practical stuff you can take home and you can use today. And that's why I love this episode series that we're doing. We're not done yet. There's more to come, and so we'll leave you for now, though, with those few thoughts, some things to work on. And, you know, continue to be a Christian, live the Christian life, 
and, you know, keep working and do your best to try and be the child of God that you need to be. There's always things to grow in, always things to work on, and always things. Trust me, I can tell you this by example, always things to be training your children. And since we're wrapping up this episode, mm-hmm. why don't you give a little plug for our uh, where people can catch our preaching from our church on our YouTube channel? Why don't give I want to do that. Oh, absolutely. I don't want to do that because then they'll listen ahead. <laughs> no, you can go to YouTube, go to our um, go to our YouTube channel, Victory Springs Independent Baptist Church, or you can see a link for that on vsibc.org. Again, that's vsibc.org. Type in Victory Springs Independent Baptist Church. All of our preaching goes there. If you'd l- rather listen to the series in a preaching format, hey, I'm fine with that. You can go watch it on YouTube. Just go to Victory Springs Independent Baptist Church, look under the videos or the playlist section, and you'll see a series there entitled Teaching Your Children Faith. <gasps> Doesn't that sound familiar? It is. And, uh, so but there more importantly, it's not just that. There's all kinds of practical preaching right. on there. exactly. And I do take that this lesson I'm doing, and I do go into more detail sure. um, in the preaching format. Sure. And so, um, you know, but, um, but yeah, I just want to give a little plug for the church. And Good because stuff. Because preaching, hey, uh, put it before your children. Sure. It's a good thing. Sure. Amen. It's good stuff. All right. So that'll be it for today. Until next time, my friend, keep looking up and keep stirred up for the cause of Christ. <laughs>